Hey guys, welcome back. Hello everyone. This is Audrey. I'm Amberin. And we are Trials of the TBR. Woo! And I'm so sorry I sound like a a, a dying elk. I guess we could go with that. I sound like a dying elk this week. I meet the sound of a dying elk. You sound like one. It's fine. We're we're both under the weather. It's great. It's just, there's a lot going around. There's so many stuff going around. Like it's, people have been dropping like flies. Yes. Resurrecting like no other. Like it's fine. This week alone, at least I've had four coworkers out at the same time. We had six call out at like 3 a.m. this morning. It was bad. Yeah, it's like bad. We had five out today. We had five out yesterday Monday when I didn't go we had in my department we had four out that's a lot in one department especially for hours I don't know so my department none but like the whole building there were like 24 out is what I heard that's it's crazy that's insane like the flu the whatever current illness airborne sickness the stomach bug well and it sounds like a lot of doctors don't know like it's like there's the flu there's still a little bit of corona and then mm-hmm. there's like this weird flu rona thing that, that that's not showing up on tests and i'm calling it the flu rona because i don't know what it is it's the weird unwanted child of the two who knows it's the red-headed fedex stepchild <laughs> <laughs> no i've been hacking up along since Sunday. There's yeah. no fever, but it's the coughing's bad. You'll hear me coughing. I'm so sorry, y'all. You're gonna hear me coughing at one point. I'm gonna sound like an 80 year old asthmatic person who smokes seven packs a day. <laughs> but it's fine. It's for fine. some people that's what does it for them. So <laughs> you know what? And some people they live up to be 120 do after doing all that. So <laughs> do you have you ever like had read that interview of that like hundred and like five-year-old woman or whatever and she's like oh the doctor said to never drink dr pepper and i have like three a day and i'm still alive and he's dead (laughs) no there's (laughs) no what was it it was a french nun and she was like something along the lines of she had one glass of wine a night and she smoked and she was like 122 Okay, but like in her defense, they do say there's a lot of benefits to having a glass of red wine every night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like part of like that whole like blue zones living style that's like, I don't know. So (laughs) anyway, (laughs) so let's get into our pick because this one was a doozy. This was, this, this was, was a lot. This one was a lot. So in case you missed it, this week was The Only Good Indians by Stephen Graham Jones. And we were um, highlighting Native American authors as we're heading into this Thanksgiving season. And yes, we're very thankful for you. I'm very thankful for Miss Ambrin. Um, but when you look at the history of Thanksgiving and American colonization, the Native American culture got kind of, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So we are 
um, highlighting our Native American authors. So Stephen Graham Jones, um, I'm going to just read from his Wikipedia page real quick, just a little like author corner. Uh, Stephen Graham Jones is a Blackfoot Native American author of experimental fiction, which I would definitely say this book was like experimental fiction and horror fiction, um, crime fiction and science fiction. Although his recent work is often classified as horror, he's celebrated for applying more literary stylings to a variety of speculative genres, as well as his prolificness. There it is. Having published 22 books under the age of 50. That's a lot of books. Wow. You're right. That is a lot of books. That is 31.5 linear feet of Jones's work are held in the Sowell Family Collection in Literature, Community, and the Natural World, part of the Southwest Collection and Special Collections Library at Texas Tech University, Rackham Tech. Nice. He was born in Midland, Texas. And he is a professor at the University of Colorado Boulder. Okay. Wow. Pretty, pretty established. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. 22 books under 50. Are you kidding me? I mean, if you're, if you've been writing, I mean, even then. Okay. So if you've been writing since you were like, if you're 15 and you're 50, that's still, that's a lot of books in a short amount of time. That's a lot of books. That's amazing. Good for him. Yeah. I wish, I wish, I really wish I could do that. <laughs> Crack out some 20 something books before I hit 50. I've got like 15 years. <laughs> I mean, you could still do it. A book or two a year. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You might have to lose some of your reading quickness though. <laughs> that's that's true. I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> All right, so this book, The Only Good Indians, um, this what was, were this your thoughts? This was my pick. So let me ask you, what were your <laughs> thoughts? I, okay, like there are some, okay, so this was weird. It was okay. weird. It was, for me, for a little while, like in the beginning, it was hard to get into because I had to, like following the train of thought was a little hard you know like um I would read a chapter and then I would stop and I'm like I maybe understood half of what I just read let me go back maybe the way he wrote the sentences or they the sentences were structured it was just not flowing for me so I had to reread a few chapters like a second time to understand everything that I was reading which always like frustrates me because I'm so used to like reading and like, oh, okay, I got it. Let's go move on. Um, but then, you know, when like things started happening, um, I will tell you, I had the weirdest sense of deja vu when I was reading because I was like, I've never read this book. I mean, I've heard this book. This is on my, obviously it's been on my TBR list, but I had a feeling like a gut feeling like I know this story as if like I've heard it somewhere or somebody told me, but I don't remember anybody talking about it. So at one point I was just like, what is happening? <laughs> because I feel like, <laughs> um, 
sorry about the coffee because I felt like I knew what was going to happen or I could sense what was about to happen as it was happening as I was reading it so I was like I don't like this creepy feeling yeah it was definitely (laughs) really creepy it was there's like I mean there's one part that was a little graphic that I was just like oh I don't know which part because there were quite a few parts that were a little graphic I guess the very first graphic part with where yes yeah because Ricky's chapter okay so I definitely 1000% agree with you with the writing it was really hard to follow um Mm -hmm. especially when the chapters change to the elk woman's point of view mainly yeah but it still wrote like you were with it's capacity. like yes it's like it, it kind of goes to where it was like um as if like you were reading the that previous persons but no it's hers it's still it's the like, elk woman and yeah. so and maybe that's like the romance reader in me because I'm always so used to like dual POV chapters or like <laughs> if the same chapter changes POV they always do like all this indents and they usually do like three little asterisks so you can tell like the POV has changed like the it just it was definitely hard to read um but the some of those scenes were really graphic when people died I'm gonna sorry spoiler alert people die in this book <laughs> yeah there's there's quite a few of them um but no it was just it there was like parts especially okay in Lewis where in that very beginning I read it and I was just like oh oh I was not expecting that I did not yeah. need to read that part that was I had to pause and I was just like Ugh, bleach yeah. my mental eye and then like okay let's just let's move on let's get going because there's more stuff that's about to happen I'm pretty sure it was just jarring because I wasn't expecting well and when certain people okay so like one of my biggest problems when I read when I get excited and it's like flowing and it's going good I end up like skipping over paragraphs because I'm like you don't need all like you know what I mean like and again maybe this is the brain goes to pick out the most important information yeah (laughs) and you can't do that with this book no because they're all all of it's important like you need all of it for to understand everything yeah um I was kind of like Lewis's chapter kind of seemed a little drawn out but then Mm -hmm. once you get near the end with Cassidy and what was the other one Ricky was only one chapter which oh Gabriel Ricky Cass and Gabe yeah so when you're really just in like Cass and Gabe's portion of the book Mm -hmm. that's when everything with Lewis kind of starts making more sense yeah um and then when it gets to Denora who was Cass's daughter yes oh that one I actually like teared up a little bit when it was from Denora's point of view well like Denora and the elk woman's point of view Yes, because like you, you, I mean, at one point you feel for Elk Woman because Elk Head Woman is what she's known as, I guess. Yeah. Um, you felt for her because you're like, you understand where her wrath is coming from, you know? Yeah. And for me, I mean, I, 
I understood that. I'm like, if that was me and I had the chance to come back and exact revenge for what they did, then heck yeah, I couldn't imagine. I thought she went a little too far. I feel, I I was like 50-50 because like, yes, she did go far. You promised you wouldn't, but then you did um, go after Denora. Um, But also at the same time, it's like the very, very old eye for an eye kind of thing, you know, like you didn't, you know, this person didn't have any sympathy for my. But he did. Lewis did have sympathy. Mm. (laughs) He did for a little, I guess a little bit, but I guess he, she was just mad. And I like, I totally understand she was mad, but Lewis had sympathy enough that like, he understood what he did. He felt bad. He wanted to do right by that elk. And he wanted mm-hmm. to make sure, like, the meat got to where it needed to go. And But, you know, I mean, basically, they shouldn't have hunted in the area that they did. No, begin- you're right. <laughs> it's just, Man. it's a whole bunch of shouldn't, wouldn't, couldn't, but happened. Right. Yeah. That led to more... Shouldn't, couldn't, wouldn't that did. <laughs> right, exactly. And it's just can you imagine though, like being Denny when he shows up for Denora at the end? Oh. And oh like like could you imagine just being Denny? So Denny was like the game warden, just like chilling at your desk. And right. this like half-dying child on a horse comes in and says, Elkhead woman is attacking your stepdaughter in a field. Best of luck while I bleed out. <laughs> At least that's kind of how I picture that scene happening because it kind of happens off script. And it's just. Well, like it's it's crazy for one. And it just. But. Like, I, I can't imagine it. Like, what do you, do you even question it? You're just like, what do I do? I'm just going to go find my child because that's all I know is like, my, my child is in danger is what you're telling me. So. Yeah. I feel like if someone said my, my child is in danger, I wouldn't necessarily question what the danger was. I would just mm-hmm. be like, okay, well, let me get my kid. Um, yeah. but I feel like, you know, there's, there's all sorts of folklore and mythology and all of that with Mm -hmm. all types of indigenous groups and indigenous um people and i don't like not necessarily like areas but there are things that are like common in certain areas where it's like you didn't see that move on um (laughs) so i feel like if that is a culture you are raised in you're not going to question things as much oh Um, yeah for sure it's kind of like the, uh, like, if you live in the Appalachian. Yes, Calgary. I was just thinking that. <laughs> if you like, live in there. And they're we like, would you know, go towards the Appalachian Mountains as a kid all the time. And it's like, yeah. you didn't hear that? No, you didn't. You go to bed. That? Hear that? Oh, you're whistling? You better knock that off right now. Oh, my now. God. No, I don't. Like, if I walk my dog, and it's not even, like, real forest. Like, it's literally just, like, a treed area blocking, like, yeah. the highway from where we live. And yeah. I won't, like, whistle near it. I'm like, okay, yeah. let's go. What's What's really interesting to me is that that 
folk that particular folklore is also found in my culture like you do not whistle at night you don't whistle inside the house at night and then if you're outside and you're walking especially under trees you do not whistle because you're gonna attract something and we don't know what that something is and I love that and like that's part of why I don't have like a welcome sign outside of my door (laughs) you're no you're not welcome here I'm sorry goodbye (laughs) so I feel like my mom counteracts that she's like I have a welcome sign but because I pray in my household and I bless it with my with the with the prayers that I have it can nothing bad can come in I'm like all right if God's on your side good for you mom (laughs) (laughs) my doormat says who's there with a bunch of owls so like you can go away go away um anyway but back to like the book um did you have a favorite part in that book in this book I liked I like Cass and Gabe's section. I don't mm-hmm. know if I necessarily because it's it was too much of like one thing. Okay. Um once Lewis ended, so I guess it's the sweat lodge massacre is the section I liked. Okay. Um but you have to get through uh <clears throat> Lewis's part because it kind of sets the thing up now I will I will say so I know that like again I'm not trying to like spoiler I understand though that Shaney uh-huh. from Lewis is so Shaney was a postal office worker was yeah, also the Elkhead woman there were mm-hmm. some things that weren't necessarily connecting for me like clearly the Elkhead woman was involved some way shape or form in all the deaths Mm -hmm. but I guess that's the best way to say it's like all way shapes and forms because it's right yes because she um she was the elk for Ricky yes well she they all saw the elk in some way in some way shape or form right Uh so she caused either caused it directly or in caused things to happen that created all the massacres like she was getting rid of them one way or another now here's where i got really confused how did shaney how did elkhead woman just show up in lewis's house Mm -hmm. like randomly like he would be like trying to fix the light and she'd be like in the corner and then gone um no like so he was i'm so sorry you're okay she um i think she she took the form of his like co-worker and she would come visit to hang out with him because there were the only two native americans in that area and so when he was fixing the light the first time, he <clears throat> thought he saw the shape of the elk. And then um, the sec, like, then she would, like, he was uncomfortable around her because I guess everybody around them would be like, oh, y'all are the only two Native Americans. Y'all two should date. Like, they were kind of romanticized the two of them together. Um, but she would come over and she would, like, just kind of come when his wife wasn't there. 
and just like hang or like borrow books or whatever. Um, and so I guess Shaney or Elkhead Woman as Shaney was just trying to create an opportunity for him to be by himself so she can get him in that mindset of like, oh, I'm just going to come hang out and then she would find a way to kill him. At least that's how I thought. So <clears throat> did she kill Shaney? Like the real Shaney? Because then there's that Joe character that's like, my cousin Shaney's dead. But Shaney wasn't dead. No, I think she possessed Did she like possess her? Okay, so she possessed Shaney. So Shaney died in the Lewis section then? Yes. But she had been possessed and then but now she's dead. And then Lewis brought the spirit back to the reservation where she was able to recreate Shaney. <laughs> you see um, what I mean? Like it's yeah, okay. So I okay, so Shaney dies. Um I think after Shaney, I think okay, so if I think <laughs> about it, it's like Shaney is just being Shaney herself. Okay. And then the postal worker. Postal worker Shaney is human Shaney. And then after human Shaney dies, um, then Elkhead Woman's spirit um, takes over Shaney's. Or no, takes because over Shaney Shaney. died. And he was or, already having Elkhead Woman issues. So like she, he saw her across the train tracks. Right. So that's why I wonder if it was more of like a possession. Okay, so maybe, okay, so maybe it's like her spirit had to like mature, I guess, in a sense, like from that pure elk rage into the elk head woman. And so she was the elk with Ricky. Wasn't that mentioned in the book though? Like at one point, like when it was her point of view, like she went from a stream of consciousness in the herd to this shape into this shape into more human-like shape like the longer she stays but wouldn't it have had to be like a possession of shaney and so maybe that's why shaney oh my gosh and maybe that's why shaney is like struggling and not really understanding everything because maybe shaney doesn't know and then that spirit of the elk head woman is kind of just there trying to find a new possession and maybe his wife really was pregnant but because it wasn't a full human it was yeah. able and we're not going to get into all of that but because yeah. it wasn't like a a, a a standalone breathing human being the spirit took over that because then it was like a then it was like I, a baby elk that came out yeah i feel that makes more sense and the then he tried to get back to the reservation with this baby elk but then, then turned into a native american woman and i guess it's because it had that that elk spirit in the human-esque form i but because I the last body it took <laughs> over was shaney it turned back into shaney could be I don't, it was a wild book, man. It's, wild, it's a wild ride. It's And it like got creepy. And I, it was like extra creepy because 
we're starting to have some faulty electricity and oh, like my oh, lights would flicker and I'm like, Lewis is like flickers. I'm not about this. Like, nope. If this book is cursed, I'm done. Steven, I'm done. <laughs> no, no. What was it? I was reading one night and it was really not one day. Actually, it was super foggy outside. Like it was pea soup is what it looked like. <sighs> and I was like, uh, okay. If yeah, I happen to see creepy. a shadow of something walking down my street in this, I'd be like, I am never leaving my house again. And I'd probably burn the book. I'd be like, nope, we're done. You <laughs> clearly brought something in. We're done. Barely four, five, one it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what so would you what rate this? Oh. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> um, it's your pick. What would you rate it? I think I put like a three, seven, five on, on Storygraph. Um, because like, it's more than a three. I feel like it's more than a three, five, because it is so thought inducing Mm -hmm. and it is outside of my comfort zone. So I think that's why it's not like a four to a five because it was like, and I like horror and I like mystery. This was still outside of my, my comfort zone. Um, some of the killings were a little, a little graphic for me. Okay. Um, but would I recommend this to someone who wants something that's out of their comfort zone? One thousand percent. Um, would I read it again? Maybe not. <laughs> this might be one of those books that's like I'm good, or at least I'm I'm good for a while before I reread this. So maybe we'll try again next year. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe in two years. We'll see. We'll see if the light stops flickering because I'm a little concerned that this book is a little haunted. Um, what about every you? Time light, every time the light flickers, you're just like, uh. Yeah, I'm like, where is she? I didn't kill no. I didn't kill your baby. Go away. It's not me. I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, I no, I agree with you. It's not a form for me, but it's also it's more than a 3.5. So it would have to be somewhere in between that. So I would give it a 3.7. It is really, it's really well written. It's creepy as heck. Um, It is, it gets graphic and I was not expecting that graphicness, but hey, whatever, it made it. Um, But I wouldn't say it's out of my comfort zone just because I do like reading Native American stories like tales um but this is like I think I've I've read mostly like folklore and not fiction based off of folklore or stuff like that gotcha. so like I've read like pure folklore like folklore books collections of folklores or folk, folk tales or whatever Native so, but this I was. I think it would be cool to read a folklore book about Native American. I have this um, one book, and I've had this book for years, and it's literally an entire American Indian myths and legends by Richard Erd- Erdos. Erd- sure. Anyway, it's E R D O E S, um, but it's this big, and it's. Ooh all different um myths and legends of native americans that like and it's it's 160 tales from 80 
different tribes. Wow. And it's all sorts of stories from creation myths to heroes, um, animals and tricksters and the end of the world stuff. Wow. I found this book um, somewhere when I was like eight and I've had it ever since. That's That's pretty cool. It's been almost 30 years since I've had this book and I love going back and reading some of these tales, like some of my favorite ones. Um, I'll have to dig it out because I have it in storage right now and I have it stored away. But I was like thinking, I was like, I need to go and get this book because it's like, it's this big and it's amazing. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but I'll show you next time, but it's one okay. of my absolute favorite books. <laughs> cool. But what is our next Native American author pick? Okay, so um, I think we're going to... So my my pick is a actually a YA novel. Um, okay. I've done like YA in the last few books. So, um, and this one is called The Marrow Thieves. And it's by, okay, I'm going to butcher the name. Sherry Dima, Dimaline. Dimaline. Okay. Dimaline. Okay. Um, and it's a YA dystopian science fiction novel. So uh, the blurb reads, um, in a futuristic world ravaged by global warming, people have lost the ability to dream. And the dreamlessness has led to widespread madness. The only people still able to dream are North America's indigenous people. And it is their marrow that holds the cure for the rest of the world. So getting the marrow and the dreams mean death for the unwilling donors. Driven to flight, a 15-year-old and his companions struggle for survival, attempt to reunite with loved ones, and take refuge from the recruiters who seek them out to bring them to the marrow-stealing factories. Wow. And I was trying to find something interesting to read, and I read the blurb for this, and I'm like, this is really cool because it sounds amazing like this whole premise of it sounds really cool but it's native american fantasy science fiction and dystopian like all rolled in one and i'm like yes yeah that sounds really cool yes it's called the marrow thieves and Mm -hmm. it was published back in 2017 okay um and it's gotten uh it's got a 4.03 4.03 star on Goodreads. And it's got a bunch of awards on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to read it. It is available on the Libby app if you have your, well, it is available through the library I'm borrowing through on the Libby <laughs> app. Um, so yeah, go ahead and go out and get the the Marrow Thieves, y'all. Yep. I'll get your marrow thieves. I'm making fun of myself, not the book. <laughs> that came out rural country. <laughs> the um, uh, author um, is one of the first Aboriginal writer in residence for the Toronto Public Library. Because um, she's like, uh, I guess she's one of the First Nations in Canada. That's um, really cool. 
and she currently lives in Toronto where she coordinates the annual Indigenous Writers Gallery. Wow. So she's um she's Toronto based. She's from one of the tribes um up in Canada and I'm excited. I'm so excited to read this. Well, this sounds like a really good pick. I'm really excited for this book. I know. Me too. Oh, can't wait. I will have time just because, well, kind of have time, maybe not. I don't know. At least not this weekend because my sister and I are flying out uh, to San Diego tomorrow morning. Uh-huh. Oh, that's exciting. Yes. I'm so excited. I haven't been anywhere. Well, I lied. I went to Vegas with her for like a couple of days for a concert. Um, And so like this is our, this will be our official sibling trip for the year um so it's just me and her and we're going um tomorrow and we're coming back monday so well i did buy myself today some new concert tickets i saw congrats so i get to go see louis tomlinson live again and this time he's in a bigger state like theater but theater is not the right word well maybe but i think he's the new venue I think he was he's definitely too big for the venue he was at last time um when he was in town so I'm really excited for this venue um where when's the concert it's July 6th so it'll be a Thursday but whatever I'm not worried about it yeah (laughs) it'll be summertime like who cares no rules during the summer um (laughs) I bought my um first concert ticket for um I bought my first concert ticket for, <laughs> for next year in January and it's a k-pop band called one us um I saw them earlier this year so I'm excited to see them again nice <laughs> very nice <laughs> so starting the year off strong for next year yeah I've wanted to get tickets to Taylor Swift, but I know that's not going to happen. So. Oh, God, I know. I'm just, I don't have the money for it. I'm like, I, I got to get through birthdays and Christmas. I know, and, like the, the winter season's coming up on us. Winter season's here. Winter has come. It well, is for here. Texas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Today was my stupid mom, cold. Uh, my mom's birthday was day before yesterday. So that was birthday one. I still have to get her a present. My son's birthday is coming up. Um, my um sister's boyfriend's birthday is coming up. I've got Christmas presents to buy, not only for the family, but for the friends and then the co-workers. I know. I'm tapped out even before I get paid. <laughs> well, birthday. I'm excited for the Marrow Thieves. I'm glad we're continuing our Native American month. Yeah. And I'm let excited. us know what y'all think. Please share your thoughts and feelings on this book because we had some really strong thoughts and feelings on this. Yeah. Book. <laughs> this book was creepy. Out as we were, because I know I'm probably gonna sleep with a light on or two. I mean, it was creepy. Honestly, yeah. 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 <sighs> All right, All guys. Right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we keep doing that. Y'all have a uh, a good night. Have a good night. Have a good day. Enjoy the reading. Send us more of your 
um, rec book recommendations, what you loved, what you didn't like, tell us why, all that jazz. And let us know. Oh, um, um, listener corner. I did post on our link tree and our Instagram, just a listener intake form. If y'all want to ever give us, um, just some of your, some input, some, some recommendations, anything you want us to read. Um, so if y'all could head over to our Instagram, which is just, um, you know, at trials of the TBR podcast. Mm -hmm. And um, if you go to our link tree there, I linked a listener intake form just so we could get some feedback from y'all mm -hmm. and like lists of what is on our Amazon TBRs just so y'all can see other things that we have yet to buy that we want to read. <laughs> um and also on our Instagram is clearly the link to this. So y'all don't care about that because you already have that. Um, so yeah, so just yeah, if you want to head over to our Instagram, you can always, of course, message us and we'll get back to you. Um, but if you want to be a little bit more anonymous, we do have a Google form. We'd love to get some input from you. Yes. Absolutely. We love listening from y'all, hearing from y'all. Yeah. <laughs> well go ahead go buy your copy of the the marrow thieves or rent it and let us know your thoughts on the on the only good indians yeah and just keep enjoying whatever you're reading even if it's not anything we've read tell us we love to hear yes we love everything and all things and everything's about books so let all us know things all right, bye guys. Bye.